for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. Now, what's your favorite animal while you were growing up as a kid? Watching Animal Kingdom on TV or actually visiting the zoo uh, looking at the animals in the park? Um, I'm pretty sure most of you may have uh, a specific animal that you like because of its intrinsic character or an ability. For example, a fast cheetah or a cute animal just like a chipmunk. Uh, regardless, or I mean, any other pets that you you are uh, you have at your household, uh, for example, a specific type of dog or or a cat. I mean, there's got to be a reason why uh, you love uh, those animals. It's because of the intrinsic character and the ability that God has bestowed uh, into the creations that He made for His glory. And as we take a look in today's passage from Job, almost the end of it. Uh, we will see that God um, explains to Job about all the animals that he created and talks about the intrinsic characters and ability that he bestowed into them that no humankind ever made uh, in order to uh, rule over the animals. So as we take a look, I hope that we could draw some insights that we could apply to our lives as we take a look at some of the animals that God explained. Let's take a look. Job chapter 39, verses 5 through 30. Who let the wild donkey go free? Who untied its ropes? I gave it the wasteland as its home, the salt flats as its habitat. It laughs at the commotion in the town. It does not hear a driver's shout. It ranges the hills for its pasture and searches for any green thing. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? Will it stay by your manger at night? Can you hold it to the furrow with a harness? Will it till the valleys behind you? Will you rely on it for its great strength? Will you leave your heavy work to it? Can you trust it to haul in your grain and bring it to your threshing floor? The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully, though they cannot compare with the wings and feathers of the stork. She lays her eggs on the ground and lets them warm in the sand, unmindful that a foot may crush them, that some wild animal may trample them. She treats her young harshly, as if they were not hers. She cares not that her labor was in vain, for God did not endow her with wisdom or give her a share of good sense. Yet when she spreads her feathers to run, she laughs at horse and rider. Do you give the horse its strength or clothes its neck with a flowing mane? Do you make it leap like a locust, striking terror with its proud snorting? It paws fiercely, rejoicing in its strength and charges into the fray. It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side, along with the flashing spear and lance. In frenzied excitement, it eats up the ground. 
It cannot stand still when the trumpet sounds. At the blast of the trumpet, it snorts. Aha! It catches the scent of battle from afar, the shout of commanders, and the battle cry. Does the hawk take flight by your wisdom and spread its wings toward the south? Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? It dwells on a cliff and stays there at night. A rocky crag is its stronghold. From there it looks for food. Its eyes detect it from afar. Its young ones feast on blood, and where the slain are, there it is. In this string of questions that God uh, questioned Job as he appeared before him, now we approach the latter part of this first strings of questions where he questions Job about uh, specific types of animals and talk about their, like I said, intrinsic capabilities and nature and character. And he does so with a purpose because if you recall um, the uh, time and also the situation that Job was living in, uh, uh, living, uh, you would see that he was more in a agricultural society, a agrarian society uh, more. The reason is because um, those were days when there were no technologies and the only way that could, they could survive was utilizing uh, flocks and animals for their agriculture. Uh, they will use, uh, for example, donkeys and oxes to plow or just move stuff around uh, so that they could manage their agriculture growing sheep and domesticating uh, flocks. And those were the ways that they had to live uh, in those days in order to uh, raise up food, uh, provide there for family, and also trade with other clans and other tribes so that they could survive. Uh, based on that uh, societal situation, the reason why God chooses to explain His majesty with animals is because it perfectly fits His worldview. Uh, he lived in that uh, worldview. He lived with animals where he had to tame and domesticate and utilize for his uh, purposes. So as we see in today's passage, God lists some animals. First two is wild donkey and wild ox, uh, which are animals useful uh, for men, uh, for mankind, because they are used for agricultural purposes. So when God says wild donkey and wild ox, he's talking about more of the natural and intrinsic nature of those animals. Before being domesticated, God stresses the fact that these animals were not able to be domesticated by mankind unless God allowed them to be domesticated. So what is God trying to say in this first two animals to Job is that, do you think you were able to tame the animals and use it for a purpose? No. I allowed and I gave them the ability to do so and I was able to lead the animals so that they could be used for mankind. That's what he's saying uh, to Job to challenge uh, him. Do you know how to manage animals? Now in the second strings of animals we see are quite odd, but there's a reason why God mentions them. The first is an ostrich. Second is a horse. Now the third is the eagle, the hawk. Now, why does God narrate these three to Job? It's because he's talking about animals that doesn't need to be domesticated, but rather be appreciated of their intrinsic character, nature, ability. 
something, for example, like an ostrich, where you might see them as unwise. It says in the verses, in poetic sense, they're unmindful that a foot may crush them, talking about the eggs that the uh, bird laid, that some wild animal may trample them. She treats her young harshly as if they were not hers. She cares not that her labor was in vain. For God did not endow her with wisdom or give her a share of good sense. But, be, but, but even though it seems unwise, they had a specific majestic character that God made for them, which is verse 18. Yet when she spreads her feathers to run, she laughs at horse and rider because she outruns any kind of animal uh, that could run fast. Uh, and there, God displays his majesty in providing an intrinsic ability and capability in nature to an animal that he created that no humankind ever got involved in making. Same with the horse. The horse is characterized by the nature of his intensity in the battlefield. Some might say uh, they have been domesticated for the use of battle, but God says it's in their intrinsic nature to have no fear to go into battle, like it says in verse 25, at the blast of the trumpet, it snorts, aha, it catches the scent of battle from afar, the shout of commanders and the battle cry, and moves ferociously into battle. Why? Because God gave the intrinsic character into that animal. Same thing, the hawk or the eagle, they soar up the sky where mankind could not ever imagine to fly. They would just look at the sky, the eagles and the hawk, and just mesmerized by the majestic nature of those animals to fly high and see afar. So in the bottom line, what is God trying to say to Job? I mean, why is he mentioning all these animals? It's because without, for example, for us, all the technologies we have to copy all this majestic nature, we see the grandeur of God's majesty in creation, especially through animals, of their abilities and capabilities and their nature, because they outperform clearly humankind's physical abilities. And there we see a general revelations of God's greatest gift in creation, their greatness, and you stand before it, awestruck in majesty and greatness in creation. So to Job, God questions uh, him by illustrating with animals about his majesty and his greatness and his ability to manage all the animals that humankind could not ever do without God's providence. So in that, Job is, is all struck by the questions because there's no way to answer all that other than his experience as a, as a person involved in agriculture. In that, what God purposed to do was to have him be awestruck by the questions because there's no way to explain God's creation. So in that, the insight for us is that we too stand before God's creation, the heavenly realm and the universe and the cosmic nature where beyond all technologies we are awestruck that goes beyond our human physical capabilities. There, we stand silent and we no longer question God's justice and righteousness, but rather we just praise in silence of God's majesty. So I, I hope that you take time to just look at creation 
and just appreciate the power and greatness of God and his majesty and just praise his name in that presence. Let us pray. Father Lord, I ask you to humble us before your creation so that all we can do is just praise your greatness. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer.